This is not Paradox, and you are listening to The Training Dummy. With Rob. Oh, yes. I have many, many stories to tell. And Daryl. Would you like to hear one? $9.95 per minute. That's me, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Hey, it's episode 247 of the Training Dummies podcast. Welcome to one and all. It's February 13th, day before either a really good day or a bad day. Today is a special day for us that we've got a, not one, but two returning guests. And what I'd like to do is rather than chit-chatting with Daryl here at the top of the show about, uh, you know, whatever assault happened or corrupted gear, let's... Uh, Let's just go ahead and get our special guests into the mix and uh, and get on with the get on with the good stuff. What do you what do you say, Daryl? That works for me. Let's do it up. All right, warm training dummies, welcome. Let's hear it for James and Allie. Hello. Hello. I thought I was honorary third chair host. I'm sad to hear that I'm relegated to to guest. Um, I'll. Everyone here is a guest. Like I'm a guest. Yeah, there's no <laughs> host. Now the uh, when you go home at night, is, does your wife say "Welcome home, guest"? She says, "I guess you can it stay here again." It depends on how I've been. Behaved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. So let's uh, let's I mean let's still go around the table and see how everyone's doing. And uh. Bear heads up up front for for everyone. We're not going to be talking too much game tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit of health, a little bit of fitness, a little bit of personal uh, journey, a little bit of accountability, a little bit of being a better version of of yourself or uh, not a worse version of yourself, I guess. So whatever your hopes are for this show, we'll, uh, we're going to see if we can nail them. But uh, Allie, let's start with you. What have you been up to? We haven't talked to you. We were saying it feels like it's been a year, two years. It's probably been like four years of actually being on the show. Like it's been a it's been a long time. Um, uh, uh, I I don't know. I, I guess I stepped away from gaming as my primary focus about two years ago. Uh, started to get back into running some more, um, and that really just kind of took off. Um, suddenly, when you're not playing video games for 40 hours a week it uh frees up some time um for real? I still, yeah. yeah i still play a lot um picked up the new pokemon game picked up octopan traveler playing a lot on my switch um but having a good time with that and then just uh running a um a lot <laughs> i don't even think that that sums it up a mm-hmm. lot is like I've seen people run a lot. You run an absurd amount. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nice. I ran, what, 190-some miles last month. Um, and then I have friends who are plugging, plugging up 250 and 300. So, you know. In a month? In a month. It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm exhausted just listening to <laughs> No <that>. kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm inspired, and I'm proud, and I'm disgusted, and I don't <laughs> James, how about you, man? What do you, it's, uh, it hasn't been uh, quite as long, but uh, what it's have you been, been about a year. I think the last time that I was on the show and we were talking about this, uh, you and I were about halfway through half marathon training. You, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna correct no. you. Yeah, like Rob Rob's point note here. We did a post oh. one post first half marathon for uh, me yes. and Rob this summer. I had a lot going on in life at that time, mm-hmm. and. 
my mind has clearly regressed from that point. But yes, no, you're right. I to, uh, myself, I haven't done much since then. Um, I ran uh, the Huntington Beach Sunset Ten Miler in September, and uh, I winged the Long Beach Half Marathon in October with a fever, uh, and did did that, and just sort of just phoned it in. I mean, I just you know, I I fifteen twenty minutes slower than my normal pace for that, and just phoned it in entirely. But since then, I haven't really been doing much. I've just sort of like had a lot go, done some traveling. Um, have been playing more games. Um, I've been playing a lot of WoW and uh, played this great video game at the end of last year called Return to the Obra Din that I played with my girlfriend on Switch and a uh, fantastic game. Um, but yeah, other than that, just sort of plugging along in, in life, playing games and making games and working out when I feel like it. I respect that. Yep. It's definitely a good way to do it. Yeah. For sure. Well, Daryl, I know you've been, for you. you've been running a ton, Daryl, still. No, I, well, maybe, no, I haven't. Maybe not a... Eh, more than me. Oh, yeah, well, a I'll little bit more, more than, than you, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm i not going to go down this rabbit hole too far, but yeah, I had a... I had a surgery about a month ago now, and it's been a it's been a road to recovery. And in one week from today, I finally be, had that third nipple chopped off. Should huh? be uh, and fourth <laughs> and fifth. And <laughs> oh dang! Other, pretty extensive some other, there. Some other stuff, but uh, I believe everything's intact. And uh, in one week from today, I should be cleared to get back in and start up my start up my uh, revolution again. I am awesome. hoping to pull some. Some inspiration, some advice, and some stuff from the both of or the three of you all, really. Right, so let's see, Daryl, what do you got? Uh, well, lately, like I've been, yeah, I'm slowly getting back into it. I know I've been doing bathroom renovations, so that's actually been taking up a lot of my time. Like, like even this past weekend here, I didn't really have a weekend because I I worked the whole weekend on the bathroom, and then by the time I'm done that, you know, like six o'clock in the evening is the last thing I want to do is go for a run. I just want to sit down and relax. Um, that, that sounds like a workout in itself, though, Dal. Yeah, it is. And... It is. It actually I would agree. <laughs> it really is. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. But um, I'm hoping the weekends here I can at least get in in one run. On the weekends going forward, um, I, you know, I've signed up for another half marathon. So that was kind of my you know kick in the pants. If I if I spend the money in this, it'll get me going. Um, it hasn't hasn't worked as as quickly as I was I had hoped. But uh, <laughs> once again, you know, it's the bathroom runners. Um, but, um, you know, we can go more into, into that as well, like with, uh, more of a 19 and recap and 20 fitness goals here. Um, but, uh, before we do that, I guess I'll, I'll start off with our Twitter. We'll just get this out of the way and then we can jump into the meat of the show. Sound good? Yeah, sure. All right. So the best way to get a hold of us is, uh, on Twitter and that's at training dummies. Rob is at Rob Copeland and myself is Daryl underscore TTD. Uh, so we did a show on this last year with just raw or with uh, just James, Rob, and myself, and um, as kind of a way to kick off the year. And we had some some goals. Rob and I did of uh, running our first half marathon, which we I, I'm happy to say we both completed. Um, we did a recap show about that in the summer as well, and we talked about it then. Um, but this year. I want to do that again, you know, like let's go over 2019 or the highs, lows of our, our training, our running, our health and fitness, and then 
do we have any new goals for 2020? Um, and and where we're gonna take ourselves, and uh, hopefully, you know, if anyone's listening, it can inspire them. Because I know I actually, I actually did get a DM from someone last year saying they were inspired by you know me posting about the stuff that I do on um, Instagram and Twitter, and it it got them running it. So so that was actually good to hear that. Um, so I'm hoping you know maybe this will uh, it'll happen happen again you know or so if it if it does if this inspires you I'd love to hear it it's a uh, it's great. It's um, hearing about people taking their health into their hands and uh, getting out and being active. Um, so let's start off with a, we, we kind of did a small recap, but um, start off with a, any goals you guys had for 2019. Did you hit them? Did you not hit them? Um, is there any reason you didn't? Uh, any success, great successes that you had um, that you'd like to carry forward into 2020? Uh, do you want to start with uh, James? You want to go first on this one? Yeah, sure. So um, I didn't really have any major goals. I think the last time I was on the show back in the summer, I just finished, I just done the OC half marathon Mm -hmm. and uh, that went great. And that was really my one goal for the year. Um, I think I mentioned then that I was planning to do the the Huntington Beach 10 mile uh, perfect 10 and the Long Beach half marathon. So I got them done. Um, but just sort of, you know, life things and the way things went over the second half of last year, there just wasn't a lot of room for me to really focus on fitness and running and setting goals. I, I had signed up for the Huntington Beach, um, Surf City full marathon, which was this past Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but I ended up not running at all. In fact, what happened was after Long Beach, cause I, I got sick, ran Long Beach, uh, with a, with a fever and then BlizzCon happened. And then I had some traveling and I ended up going out to, uh, Romania with my girlfriend for a few days. And just, there was lots of things that were just like, now is not the time for me to be spending a quarter of my weekend, mm-hmm. uh, trying to trying to train for a full marathon so and i think you know what guys i'm not even really that bummed about it like i'm not i I, while i this registration went to waste like it definitely was the right thing for me to do to just stop and rest uh and sort of enjoy some time off from everything um so now uh looking forward to this year i'm actually it's something a little bit different for me there's a group of us my girlfriend and i and some friends heading up to yosemite in june uh to do four or five days of distance hiking and so a lot of the training that i'm doing now is just out on the trails at the weekends nice uh guaranteeing for that so i do an extended trail hiking with some some harder elevation and um sort of like that's a whole new thing to me i've never really done anything like that so i'm learning a lot more about managing my energy and yeah i have uh, questions about that man yeah nutrition and stuff it's it's just totally different from any of the distance running i've done uh and just trying to wrap my mind around it. i had to go out and get some trail shoes and um candace bought me a a camelback to to carry enough water for four hours of hiking in the sun mm-hmm. and just um it's just a totally different thing so that's really just my only aim for this year is to go and do that. Um, I probably will do the, the Huntington Beach 10 miler again in September, just because that seems to be a bit of an annual tradition for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any other focal points or plans for 2020. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, the 
long distance hiking like what what goes into preparing for that because that just to me that just it feels i don't think casual is the right word but it feels like you could just do it right i i I tell you now from well i say from a cardio fitness point of view uh easier it's easier you're not you're not pushing your heart rate or um sort of like extended heavy breathing like mm-hmm. exercise like you mm-hmm. when you're running but i will say that it is a much harder test on endurance and stamina and conserving energy um you know i'm i'd be honest with you i'm just doing what i'm told to do in this you know candace and her best friend plan all of these you know our weekend hikes and i just ask the question where are we going and how long is it and <laughs> you know what's the trail like so i'm just doing what i'm told right now but it, it is interesting in, okay, so for example, we, uh, a few weeks ago, we hiked to this place called Top of the World. And it's this beautiful elevated vista point that looks over Laguna Beach and out over the ocean. And the hike up to it from our starting point was about, I think it was about 1500 feet. And, but, but about seven or 800 of that 1500 feet is over a very short amount of time. So a very short distance. So there's a lot of, a lot of that trail that was involved sort of not quite bouldering and climbing, but extremely steep work mm-hmm. where I'm using my quads and my hamstrings and my calf muscles in ways that I never have running. And so just, you know, and then, and then looking at that and not being, um, too intimidated by it or getting halfway up and feeling like, oh man, got all this way still to go. It's a different mental game. It's a different physical game. I'm carrying snacks with me because at the halfway point, I'm absolutely ravenous and need to throw back a, a protein bar or two. Uh, so I'm learning a lot. Like it's, it's just not, uh, you know, I know what you mean, Rob, when you say like it, it sounds kind of casual, but it's just a different type of mm-hmm. really hard work. And as I understand it, we haven't even really done anything that challenging yet. So sure, four or five hours on the trail, uh, 10 miles or so um, with a break in the middle. But man, I, I get back and I want to sleep like I've, like I've just been for a 16 to 18 mile run. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a different kind of workout, it really is. That's awesome. Nice. Well, I, uh, I've always been interested in that, but that's, yeah, we can get into that later. It sounds like a total blast. Like, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. And I'm sure the views and the scenery along the way is just something that you can appreciate more. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly lucky in the geography here lends itself to that. I mean, there's there's beautiful ocean views in one direction and beautiful mountain views in the other direction. Um, and then the other point to note about it is that it can be a very social experience as well because mm-hmm. you're at a very conversational pace. You're going as a group. You're with each other for several hours on end. That you can have a lot of like fun conversation and just social interaction, which I don't know. I like. I'm when I run, I'm a solo runner. I don't really enjoy running with more than one or two other people, and mm-hmm. I get in a zone and I'm listening to my podcast, my music, or whatever. Um, but uh, that, you know, that's another different aspect of hiking is that it seems to be a far more social event than running ever has been for me. Yeah, I'm definitely not a uh, social when it comes to the running part of it. Allie, why don't you, uh, I know you kind of talked a little bit at the top. Why don't you talk about your 2019 highlights, goals, accomplishments? Uh, so 2019 was, it was a really weird year. Um, I had come off of 2018 
having some good success in running. Um, and, and I had had goals. I was getting close to uh, a Boston qualifier time for a marathon. Nice. And I decided I really wanted to go for it. Um, so I kind of set myself up um, and looked at the training plans that were around um, and um, really worked hard at it um, to the best of my knowledge. Um, and I got close. Uh, I ran the Shamrock Marathon in March. That's fun. Um, and uh, ran a just under 334 for the full marathon. Uh, so pretty, pretty blistering time. Um, but that still was uh, four minutes over the Boston qualifier time. Uh, and it ended up being that I needed to run another minute 40 faster than that. Uh, so um, I kind of thought about it for a little bit and signed up for another marathon uh, that's close to home. That was 10 weeks after that. Um, got to about 18 uh, and the heat of that day kind of got to me. And so I just decided to just kind of chill, have fun, mm-hmm. um, relax a little bit, um, grabbing beers from the side of the road, laughing with people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, really just, I was in a horrible spot. I, I was kind of dizzy. So I made sure I got some water and got some food in me. Um, uh, and then just kind of enjoyed the last what, like eight miles or something like that to the best of my ability. And, and I came across that finish line with a smile across my face and it was just a really good experience to come back off that. Um, and so, you know, I, I finished that, you know, the early spring with an eight K PR, uh, marathon PR, um, and then started off doing some five K training, um, got a 5k PR and then the following weekend injured my hamstring uh, and kind of kept me throttled back a little bit. Um, and then um, like Rob is going through now, I had some surgery towards the end of the year and that pretty much shut me down. Um, so a lot of the last part of the year was a lot of rehab, resetting and um, um, getting myself prepared for 2020. Um 2020, um, I hired a running coach, um, and I've been working with him very um, often. We're uh, communicating with with each other every couple days, trying to get a feel for what to go for. Um, And thus far, it seemed to be very fruitful. Um, Last weekend, I or this past weekend, I won a 10-mile race um, in a very fast time. Um, The... The last time I ran a 15K, which is nine point, I think it's three miles, um, I ran slower than when I ran a full 10-mile race at. So obviously the work I've been doing with him and following his plan has helped me a lot. Um, So hopefully setting up for uh, end of April uh, to finally get that BQ. (laughs) Looking for a 320 uh, marathon time. That's hardcore. Totally. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. What, uh, what, I mean, it sounds like you kind of just, you had a moment, you backed off, you realized you needed to take a deep breath and, and kind of restructure what you were doing. Has, has been qualifying for Boston, has that like always been on your radar? Has that always been a goal of yours? Not really, honestly. Um, I got in, I got into marathon running three years ago, four years ago. Um, and it was, it was, it was purely out of a, well, I might as well try to do one at some point. 
Um, and it was just like a more of a reluctant thing. I'd, I'd done a half marathon. I hated it. I'd done another one and I didn't necessarily hate it. And then after a couple more, I was like, well, maybe just one marathon. And goodness, if that's not like such a junky thing to say. Um, <laughs> just one more. Yeah, it's more. almost just feeling familiar, like it's sounding familiar, some of the stuff you're saying, right? <laughs> um, when I was running in high school, and, and even when I got back into running, um, 5K was pretty much as long as I ever wanted to do, and, and I was having fun with it and just kind of going with it. Um, but when the marathon bug hit me and I realized that I was capable of getting closer, um, it it kind of dawned on me that, yeah, I would really, really like to do it. And that a friend ran it, ran Boston and said it was one of the best moments, um, just kind of going through those streets and the hills and, um, and the crowds cheering along the way, all the way from Hopkinton, Hopkinton, um, right down to the Boston is just, uh, she said it was fantastic. So I, I as I got closer, um, as my times improved, I just decided, you know, I, I really want to, I really want to hit it. Um, and so you know, at the very least, I'll get a couple of feelings of those world marathon majors. Um, mm -hmm. I signed up and I got into the Berlin marathon and also signed up and got into Chicago. So I'll be running two really big races this fall. Um, yeah, they're not Berlin. on my that's, radar. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Am I... Well, the only one that thinks that that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I will say that I there was, you know, I, I'm not sure what my what my personal full marathon future looks like, but every year I enter the ballot for the London Marathon, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. uh, haven't 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 made it yet because uh, it is a ballot. Like you don't have to qualify for it; you just you know it's a you luck just of put the your draw. Name in. That, yeah, oh, so okay. it's Berlin for us. Um, and, uh, I have yet to, yet to be selected, but selection is coming up again in a couple of months and mm -hmm. I will be putting my name in again. And if I, if I ever do get selected, uh, you know, I'll, I'll run it and try and make it my best marathon, you know, I'll definitely make it worth it. Cause you know, you go into the expense and the time of all that yeah. travel and staying yeah, there and like, absolutely. you know, I definitely take it super seriously at that point. But, um, you know, I think for me, as far as Boston goes, I'm just going to wait for about another 20 to 25 years until I'm in the, <laughs> until I'm in the 65 to 70 year old age <laughs> bracket. Go. And then, then my qualifying time is, is greater than four hours. So nice. I like where your head's at there. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, they do say that the best chance of getting in for time is by aging up. So, you know, I think you're in the right round. <laughs> I mean, it, it can only get better for me from here. Nice. I like it. I like it. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, Rob, what did you have for goals for 2019? Well, I want to be able to pick these guys' brains as much as possible, so I'm going to give you the, the okay. DR version of mine. Um, Sounds my good. goal, my main goal, as we had talked about a few times, was the was the half marathon, and I achieved that, and it was incredible, and it was hard, and you know, a lot of things didn't happen the way I thought they were going to happen at all, and uh, I just had to accept the experience that I had. And it was an awesome experience, and it was it was definitely for me like um, my story or whatever. You know, I'm not done yet. Mm -hmm. So that was that was my kind of my takeaway from from where I landed after 2019. 
Uh, I got really lazy after after I ran that half. Um, didn't run a whole lot. Kind of took some breaks. Went on some vacation. Ate some food. Uh, but it's still like I don't know, man. I feel like once you get it kind of in your blood, it's there, and you're and and I'm always itching to go back. And now it's it's really really there. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I just can't write this minute. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, come on, man. So. Uh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to get back to it. I'm ready to to do things better than I did before, and I'm hoping. Are you gonna sign up for something? Um, I know that's the way to, you know, the whole put your money where your mouth is, and that's and that's what I did with the, with with the first half marathon was I, you know, just put it out there, signed up, did it, and was like, well, you know, that was 150, 60 bucks, whatever, you know, plus plus training, plus time, plus supplies, plus this, plus that, you know, like, so I've, I, I really, really full hard committed to it. Um, my goals at the end of the year and going into 2020, um, I actually sat down with a friend of mine at work who does fitness training and marathon training and kind of picked his brain a little bit. And he just said, you know, what's your three goals? And I said, all right, I don't even really have to think about it. These, they just kind of were, they're there for me. These are what I want. This is what I do. Uh, one of them is a goal weight. One of them is to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. And the other was to run another half marathon and beat my original time. And I oh, think there's, I'm, there's some solid goals. Mm-hmm. I, think are, I'm setting solid a, goals. I think I'm setting the bar a little low and I don't want to cheat myself, but I think they're reasonable. And I don't want to, I don't want to undersell myself, but I also want to, put myself in a position to be successful yeah for sure and i and i think those thing those three things um can be worked on in tandem and they all kind of go hand in hand and uh and they're all pretty achievable in a reasonable amount of time like i don't want to set myself up for something where it's like you know two years three years from now like where are you at on that and you just start to get frustrated and you just don't do it so yeah i, I also think that one of the smart things there is they're achievable goals, but they're also all goals that take dedication and work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like for me now, like I haven't been out to run in about three or four weeks. I've been doing the hiking stuff, but like I haven't run in a while. I think I would be hard pressed to run a 5k in under 30 minutes right now. And cause I just, I know how quickly we lose that if you, if you just like stop working at it. Right. Uh, so I know yes. that, you know, for you, for example, you say that you want to run a 5k in under 30 minutes. Like that, it's very achievable, but also it's the kind of thing where you, you don't have much, like, there's not much leeway here for you to, for, you know, take it a couple of weeks off and, you know, pounding a couple of pizzas. Like, there's just, mm-hmm. there's much room for it. So, so here's the, here's it, it's, the funny it's, thing it's, it's like self motivating, you know, like it requires that level of uh, you've got to work at it and you've got to stay consistent with it. Yeah, 100%. So, the two just, understand and agree with what you just said 100 percent uh after i ran the the half marathon last year i signed up for a 5k and it was probably about a month and a half later and it was the first 5k that uh not the first but it was a 5k a local 5k that i had run uh after i had got into running and it was uh supporting special needs kids and it was kind of this really neat event that i had found uh here just not too far from the house and I thought, you know, I just finished this half marathon. I kind of was out of practice a little bit, whatever. It'd been about a month and a half. Man, I went out there and I rode the struggle bus from step one 
all the way to the finish line and it was humbling and it was brutal and it was a total kick in the gut to exactly what you, you just you had, said you're like you hadn't done you hadn't done any running since your half marathon right uh like one or two like go oh, to the gym yeah. or you know or no, like a handful of like yeah. oh you know let me just mm-hmm. god you know. and i said it just such a kick in the face as oh, well when you, you realize after like four or five or six weeks after being able to run 13 miles that you can barely do three mm-hmm. and you're like uh, yeah and it was it was, uh, like I said, it was humbling, but it led me mentally down a weird place, and I think that's kind of where I fell off the rest of the year, was kind of like, F this, man. Like, I, I worked my butt off, and now I can't even do this, you know, mm-hmm. which is totally wrong. That's not the right, that's not going to get you anywhere, but, like, it's kind of where I landed, and I don't like that, and I'm not happy with that, and I am ready to uh, correct where I'm coming for from. For your and- redemption? Yeah, exactly. Get my head back in the right mm-hmm. place. Get uh, you know, to kind of rewrite, rewrite my book again. So, yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That was longer than I was planning on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ali, I'm curious. Um, you know, I I know you you had a little bit of time last year where you were unable to run as well, and I'm curious if you experienced the same thing to the same level like when you came back to started running like had had you also like lost your pace and your distance and got to that mental place of like just having to really focus to get back what you once had oh gosh yeah oh heck yes uh so let's see here Uh, really what happened was i was i had surgery uh details whatever um but i was off my feet um pretty much for two weeks um and then as I started walking a little bit more, got cleared for running after six weeks. Um, I remember going out for my first run. Um, and I, I think I got half a mile. Um, and we're talking half a mile in what I used to be able to drop for a mile. Um, and, 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 and I was exhausted. I got back, I sat down, and I just passed out for 30 minutes. And it was just the funniest thing to see my wife come and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> um, and, and, but it's just that like that idea that, yeah, it was exhausting. And, and so I didn't run for a couple of days. And then the next time I went out there, it was another half mile and I just did what I could. And then soon enough, I was running two days in a row and still just half mile. Um, and it was just a very slow process of letting not only my body heal but also my mental and exhaustion and and as that was able to work Mm -hmm. through yeah and i was about to say i think there's like there's another factor here that we haven't really talked about and that's like when you spend your time some some time off your feet and you lose a little bit of that mojo and you lose a little bit of that capability mm-hmm. what that does to you mentally and emotionally it as well hurts. it's like yeah. I, it really hurts yeah. like i remember i remember the first time i mean this is going back several years now but like the first time um it was after i had in 2014 i think i mentioned this on a podcast before uh, that i had run one half marathon a month for a year yes. and then mm-hmm. at the end of that year i took five or six weeks off and it was when i then went out for a run sometime early january the following year and realized i couldn't do more than a mile and a half or two years coming to terms with that emotionally knowing that i had just gotten off the back of something pretty heroic and pretty Mm -hmm. tough to do and Mm -hmm. had been in such incredible shape 
And then, like, I remember coming home and, like, I had to cry a little bit, you know? I was just like, I got to get this sadness yeah. out of me. And, it's like your ego. <laughs> like, like feel my, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's exactly where, uh, that's exactly where I found myself after that 5K. And I think that's why just basically the rest of the year fell off. And, you know, I could say holidays, vacations, BlizzCon, family, mm-hmm. whatever. But, but the truth is, like... I put some other priorities out there, uh, you know, got back in the chair again, spent more time gaming, you know, just whatever. And and I I feel like that didn't do me any favors because here I am now, months later, in a lot of ways, where I started from in the first place before I even started marathon training a year ago. And I think that's okay to mm-hmm. have those moments and try to figure out where your priorities are. Um and just being at a spot where you're constantly training or something or pushing yourself, it's it's not really the best place unless you really like unless you really find joy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always the best place to be, and it's okay to take those back offs. And then, like, I have a friend who's running half marathons right now, and last year she um, was running 15 minutes slower than she had the year prior, and she just realized that where she was in her life, it wasn't important to be pushing herself. And and this year she's getting back into shape and pushing back into herself because she's she wants that and she's in a better spot for herself. And and I think it's okay to have those regressive moments. Um but the hardest part, like you said, is just trying to overcome that that mental spot and, and trying to stay away from that negative mindset. Because honestly if you've done it before, you can do it again. It just, mm-hmm. we all know it, it takes work and it takes some time. And it, mm-hmm. it and you know, for me, in my, in my recovery, it was all about, I know I did this before. I know I can do it again. It's just going to take some time. Um, and I, I think if you remember to keep that mentality and that, that, um, progress in your head or that, that realization in your head that you have done it, you can do it, um, helps keep you going a little bit more. I, I think there's something really important that you just said there, Ali, which is knowing when to let go, right? And um, I, I read a thing maybe about a year or so ago uh, that was sort of some think tank had done a sort of a major gathering of data from many hundreds of thousands of runners from all over the world, all nationalities, all genders, all backgrounds, and they concluded that a runner's peak performance tends to happen in their seventh year of running, no matter what age they are. And of course, there's always outliers to this and hmm. always fringe to this. But like, I'm now in my ninth year of running. And so I myself have had to come to terms with my, my PRs are probably behind me. My peak fitness is probably behind me. It doesn't mean that I can't still perform and I can't still be in a, in decent shape and still be fit. But like, do I ever think that I'm going to beat my one hour 42 for a half marathon? No, I just don't think that's ever, it's not a realistic thing for me to, to mm-hmm. try and fight for now. And so what that has done is sort of reshaped my mental approach to, uh, you know, any distance really, like, everything from a 5k to a full marathon um and to to frame it more under the um the goal of just feeling like i've run it well and feeling strong and and not letting myself down for that rather than 
aiming for like, oh, I have to run this at a nine minute average or an eight minute average. Um, just forgetting the time and just feeling like I'm doing well and running well. Mm-hmm. And that was my approach to, to the OC half last year. And what I found was, yeah, my, my time actually wasn't all that wildly different from my half marathon average over the years. But I got a lot of joy. And I, because I wasn't paying much attention to my pace, I just felt good the whole time. Even mile 11, 12, 13, the ones that really hurt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just, it, I, it just felt okay to back off a little bit and just enjoy the race and enjoy the people yeah. around me and, you know, and then cross the finish line smiling rather than with this sense of relief that, oh, thank that's over. You know, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. You know, we've all been there. I've run those races where it's like uh, you get a mile, mile and a half from the finish line, and you're just done, and you're just ready for it to be over. And the overwhelming sense of relief that you get, rather than joy, of doing something that's actually really difficult to do. Mm-hmm. What's the funniest thing um, I shared in in some places? I think it was on my Instagram story the men's winner for the race this past weekend was just smiles, happy hands in the air, you know, congratulations. Look at me. I just won this race. And then when I come across, I look like the crypt. Like I, my facial expression is thank God that's over. (laughs) And I just like, I, I finished. I, I, they're like, you won, you won. You're the first woman across. I'm like, Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go collapse now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> now, James, you—I remember one time we were talking and and we were digging into like all of these stats that you can look at and measurements and VO2 max and this, oh, and, yeah, like yeah. You know, all these different things, right? And I think what's yeah. what's key is is just realizing where you're at in your life. Realizing where you're at mentally, emotionally, physically, and finding something that you know you can commit to, that you can be consistent with, that you can... Once you start breaking promises to yourself, like that's when that's when you just don't do well. Yeah. So, uh, like, I, just I grabbing onto problem. that thing, grabbing onto where you're at and saying, I can run 30 minutes today, I can run one mile today, whatever it is, and like... You know, if you're measuring heart rate, if you're measuring, you know, any of that stuff, like just commit to it and do it properly. Yeah, right? I, I, I think the problem is that socially and maybe culturally a little bit, like there's almost this expectation of like, you know, be the best of the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that you can never give more than your best. Like that, your best is your best, and that's going to change from day to day, mm-hmm. and it is subject to so many factors. How much sleep did you get? What did what have you been eating all week? How hydrated are you? Like, uh, what's your mental space? There's so many factors that go into that. That yeah, like I myself used to get sort of hung up on all these metrics and these numbers that we can measure, mm-hmm. and I had this goal of like I've got to get my VO2 max over fifty. Because 50 and above, you're starting to get into Olympian territory. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I can just hit 50. And I got super close. I got to like 48.9 once. And, but it's also like, but what? Why? I'm not 
I'm not trying to qualify for the Olympics. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to win. Like why? What mm-hmm. am I doing this for? You know. And I, when it came down to like, I'm doing this because the whole reason I started running was just to feel better about myself. Yeah. Somehow yeah. it went, it went half circle where I'm looking at metrics that I can never possibly at all ever measure up to, and it it started to make me feel bad about myself. And so, like that was that was a few years ago now, but that was the first time that I realized, like, all these this this idea of like you've got to run at a certain pace and you've got to compare to other people and you've got to get your VO2 max and your hydration, blah blah blah. Like, it, all of that is just bullshit. Like, if you just know that you're doing your best and you're the only person that can measure that and understand that on any given day, the only person you can ever let down is yourself. And so I, that's where I've sort of like managed to get my mindset now is I just, I, I just want to go out and do, do what I can do to the best that I can do it. And if on that day it's two miles and I want to turn around and come home, great. If on that day it's eight miles and I'm a little bit faster and I'm enjoying the sunshine, then that's great as well. Just as long as I know I'm going out there and doing what is best for me and only me. Uh, that, that's the only measurement I care about. So I, I don't care about pace. I don't care about VO2 max. I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. It's just me out there pounding the pavement, just knowing that I'm having a good time with it. And that's all that matters to me. So that's super important. And that, that's kind of where where I'm at with, with a training. I don't know. I don't want to say training method. I don't know. Something that I'm trying out here. Done some research and looked into it. I'm kind of going with the with a heart rate training style of, oh, okay. of running and uh, it comes pretty highly recommended by by a few folks that I've talked to that 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 know what they're talking about but uh, I don't know Ali James are you familiar with the Maffetone method or, or heart rate based training for runners yeah a little bit it's uh it's a great way of um, running for pace and for weight loss brilliant for it because all your weight loss is going to be based on your heart zones anyway um i tried it for a little while i got one of those heart rate chest straps uh-huh. that would the bluetooth to your to my garmin watch um I, I think the problem is for me personally my heart rate is has always like ever since i even knew any of this is slightly elevated above what would be considered normal and so my orange zone and my red zone uh, always felt like, well, my, my heart rate's super high in these zones, but I don't feel like I'm pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tried it. It wasn't really for me because again, it was just one of those things that felt like I was trying to fit within a bracket that made me uncomfortable or didn't feel good and started to put my focus somewhere where it just didn't feel like it was conducive to what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I also know, like you just said, it's very highly regarded. Um, very highly used in a lot of training programs. I mean, Orange Theory, very popular now. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, I know you do Orange Theory. I came from uh, there girlfriend did Orange Theory. This, yeah, so. like <laughs> it, it, that's all based on your heart rate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I know it's, it's very popular. It's very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's one of those things that, like, if you can be down with that, like, that's a, it's a great way of working out for sure. Well, like uh, a couple of the things you mentioned, the weight loss and what those are, you know, it fits right in with my goals. But I feel like for what it's going to do, and I have to get my mind around this because it's not going to be easy. But what it's going to do for me is uh, I'm going to have to slow my training way down, which is probably really good considering coming off of surgery and recovery 
I'm going to need to to do that anyways, but it's going to be important that I that I do this thing the right way and I start off at a slower pace and really really gradually work my way up. So take your easy days easy. Yep. Um <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of room to go in a couple of different directions here with with some questions or or whatnot. Daryl, what do you what do you kind of have on your on your agenda next? Uh well, we've a lot of the reason I wanted to talk to Allie tonight was because she has gone in this other route that I don't know if James has ever done this route before, but she's currently using it, and, you, and that's a coach, and that just seems like the next step, really. And and I don't I don't know, Allie. Do you just want to talk about like what that's like? Why why did you decide to get a coach, and and how it's going to help you achieve your goals for this year? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I I mean I touched on it earlier, um, and I think a lot of this, I think a lot of the conversation really goes down to finding your balance. And, and James has talked a lot about that. Rob's talked a lot about that. And, and I will continue to do it. My balance right now was really, really wanting to push myself. Um, and I kind of reached the limit on what I knew and was capable of. Um, and so I talked around, talked to a few different coaches. And, and honestly, price was in there um, in terms of, you know, how much one costs um, and, and what they offered me and, and mm-hmm. how that factored in. And so I found somebody that seemed to fit well with me at a decent price and, and someone who I could, I, I felt um, I could trust and, and to take care of getting me to the start line healthy um, while also pushing me to my limits. Um, and a good coach is going to, ask you what your goals are. So my goal is, of course, you know, really nailing this Boston qualifier. Right. I really want to hit it. Um, and he said, okay, we can do that. And he says, what else? He's, and, but he, and he followed up with, what else do you have for a goal? I mean, are you trying to do X? Are you trying to do Y? Are you trying to do Z? And I said, well, yes, um, no, and then maybe. Um, a couple of those things were... Um, ultras or trail races and things like that, or what I was looking for outside of running even still. Um, And so I know people that have coaches who aren't focusing on marathons, they're focusing on 5Ks or people who are doing it for weight loss. Um, And a good coach is going to focus in on what your needs are and and help you reach those goals, similar to a, a CrossFit or um, a trainer or something like that. Um, but my coach is all focused in on running. Um, so he will, um, touching back in, uh, he does a lot of heart rate training. Uh, so what I do is I have my watch and it will track my heart rate during my runs, my paces, my efforts, my elevation, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I chuck all my data from my watch, uh, from my runs and everything else into a, um, program. Mm-hmm. And he digs through and looks at them. He sees where my heart rate's high. He sees where my efforts are. He sees what my pace is, the elevations, um, and, and kind of details out the plan. And so, um, you know, we we first sat down. He made this kind of like a broad um, calendar plan, and with, which was just like an outline. Uh, and you can get similar plans from people um, uh, either online for free or stuff like that. And I had looked at them and built my plans for myself off those. But um, what this does is if I have a, a good week of training and he looks at that and says, well, I think you can do more, he's going to help push me a little bit harder um, and, and change up the following weeks to kind of incorporate more 
Um, he also knows that, you know, if he pushes me hard for a few weeks, then he needs, then um, if it looks like I'm getting fatigued, he'll back me off for a week, cut me back um, so I can rest, recover and, and go back forward. Um, and, and he has also given me a lot of other resources, uh, core workouts, strength workouts, um, conditioning things, uh, things to keep in mind as I run or as I'm going through the day, like, Hey, you know, you seem to struggle on this run at a pace that seemed like it was, um, slower than you usually have, you know, have you been eating enough or keeping hydrated or, you know, what else is going on? And, and like, uh, James said, that's just all, you know, what you can do in a certain day isn't always the same. And so he's there to kind of have that conversation and, and help me push forward. Um, and for me, it's been very, very useful. Um, suddenly I'm, my times are plummeting um, or my paces are dropping. I, I, I'm really firing all, all cylinders right now. And it, it's helpful because he's organizing, you know, giving me saying, Hey, you need to go easy this day or this day, mm-hmm. I really want you to push or um, I had a workout on yesterday um, and I sent him a text message like, did you really mean to run a 5k pace for four miles? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but 5k is three miles. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? And his text message then was evil laughter. And I'm like, great. You know, what the heck is he doing here? Um, so I went into that workout totally confused. I dropped my first 5k pace for the first mile. The second one, I got about halfway through it and I just couldn't do it, but I just kept pushing as hard as I could for the next two mile or next two and a half miles. And some of the paces were much closer to my 10 mile race, but I, I was giving it my all. And I sent him a text message after I'm like, that did not go well. And he responded again with evil laughter. And I'm like, He's like, excellent. I will. I and and the whole purpose of that was literally to push me to my limit, see what I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, I'll look at the data and we'll work from there. Um, this is very good. He's like, I'm sorry, but I needed <laughs> you to try. Right. I'm like, okay, fine. He's not that but, sorry. <laughs> he's not that sorry. And, and honestly, he doesn't need to be that sorry either. Because um, on the flip side, I still ran my third fastest 5k in that section and i still struggled through for another 0.9 miles Mm -hmm. and really the thing is is he's he's really helping me find my limits um and you know the 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 pace that i ran for my 10 miler if i'd kept that up even just a little bit slower that would have been a four minute half marathon pr um i would have been closer to like a 133 30 or something Mm-hmm. which is blistering to my mind. Like the, the thought that I would ever break 135 was just incomprehensible. And, and now that's definitely, it's going to come true. I'm going to have to find a half marathon to sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Nice. But he's, he's helping me set up a goal. You know, I tell him my goal, glass city half or glass city marathon, April 26th, this day, this, and, and he's really tuning up, workouts and training and rest and and everything Um, because rest is important and taking your easy days easy is also important um, to getting me there healthy and prepared um, so that you know I can reach the goal 
that I set up for myself as best as possible. And he has the knowledge, he has the information and the the capabilities to help plan that out for me. So based on your experience with the coach so far, would you say it's it's worth it? Like you're glad you decided to go this road with the coach? Oh, for me, definitely 100, 110%. Right on. Um, it's been something I've been looking forward to looking at for a while, but couldn't really personally justify the cost of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew part of the reason why I justified it this time was I was so close and I just wanted to hit that BQ. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, I'm, as I'm in here, the money is definitely worth it um, because it's helping me set my goal for what I, for where I'm at right now. Um, And if I come back in a couple of years and I say, you know, I can't really, I'm not really in a mindset to hit a Boston qualifier time or whatever like that. I just want to run a good solid marathon time for myself. And I need some, some way to fit it in with all these other activities I'm doing. He would be able to help plan out something that fits into my life, um, you know, my schedule um, mm-hmm. and help me best utilize my time that I set aside for running, um, which is also a very beneficial way for as well because i mean we're all busy we all ha- we all have things in our lives that keep us going um daryl with your bathroom project um that you're finding it takes up a lot of time and while it's good and important and helpful for you finding that balance can be tricky sometimes oh yeah so it sounds like having the accountability there um being able to say this is what i want and then have somebody help lay that out for you like that's that's a big deal and looking over your shoulder so that if you don't do it, I I forgot to upload one of my runs and I got a text message the next day saying, hey, uh, what about that run last night? <laughs> like, shoot, what? sorry, I did it, didn't upload it. I'll I'll get that over. Um, yeah, you, you need someone to send you those uh, evil laughter emojis from time to time. Jeez, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can, uh, we had we had somebody in our Discord ask about gear a little bit. Maybe we could talk about that for a few minutes before sure. we before mm-hmm. we wind it up. Um, this was mainly a shoe discussion, and I know the shoes thing comes up a lot, like because I think some of us are all the time. We like shoes. like it's it's also <laughs> I would even I don't even know what the question is, but it's also potentially the most important thing you can invest in. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, this uh, this particular one, I believe he was asking about you know, how many different pairs of shoes do you need? What if you're walking? What if you're trail hiking? What if you're running? What if you're, you know, whatever it is, uh, what does it look like and why why we would potentially need you know, different types of shoes, more than one shoe? Uh, so it's more of a, you know, kind of a loose discussion kind of question there. So, um, so I'm, I, have, yeah, I only I have do. two pairs of shoes right now. Um, I will say that when I was full marathon training, I think I was rotating three pairs of shoes. Oh, jeez! Uh, and and that's that that is. I mean, Ali, I, I have to imagine you might do something similar. It's simply because, I mean, two reasons. One, you don't want to wear out a, a pair of shoes too soon, uh, and then you know have to switch and be wearing a brand new pair of shoes right before you're about to do a twenty mile training run. But also. Um, you know, there is that whole nothing new on race day thing. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I've, it, it made a lot more sense when you think about the lifespan of a pair of shoes is uh, three to 400 miles. Um, some training plans, you can, 
you can hit that sort of 300 to 350 mile range right before your race. And that is a lousy time for replacing shoes. You want to run a race in a pair that's at least 100 miles broken in, that are nice and comfortable, that aren't going to give you blisters or rub your ankle the wrong way. Um, so at that time, I was rotating three pairs of shoes. Right now, I just have two pairs. One is a regular running pair of running shoes, and the other a trail running shoes. And that was a lesson that I learned. Um, not I wouldn't say in a hard way, but like... I, it was a lesson that I learned, and it was mm-hmm. the first hike that that Candace took me on. <laughs> was a ten mile hike around Crystal Cove here in Southern California, and um, it was fine. But there was enough on that trail in terms of uneven ground and rockiness yeah. that that my there were a couple of times where I felt like my ankle might roll or I felt unsteady. Mm-hmm. And having that extra grip and that extra thick sole on trail runners became immediately obvious to me. And so it was the next day I went out to Roadrunner Sports in Costa Mesa and said, look, here's the running shoe that I run in. Is there a trail equivalent of this? And they, I tried four or five different pairs and, and ended up leaving with a pair. And those are the shoes that I now hike in. And it's a night and day difference. I, I mean, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. My ankles feel supported. Oh, I've got yeah. I've got grip on the on the dusty trails, um, and the the fit and support is the same. I have a very slight overpronation, so that's all still exactly the same. It's just everything underneath the shoe for the surface that I'm using on the using it on that is different. Um, and so I think that, uh, you know, f- for me, I mean, Ali, I'd love to hear what, what you're doing and what, <laughs> what your, what your trainer has you doing in terms of shoe rotation. But I, you know, the more I do it, the more I realize the importance of it. And yeah, I think it, it shoe rotation is important in a way it's not running days you just put so many miles on your shoes you want them to last longer in that um but if you are running in the same pair of shoes every day you're constantly putting that same pressure um and 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 the foams and the cushion that's in there they are constantly seeing compression and, and pressure and 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 if you're just essentially if you start bashing something with a hammer which is your body as you're running um over and over and over um it it gets it doesn't it 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 gets ruined quicker um but if you're rotating your shoes out um so like i have my my daily trainer um which i use multiple times a week um and then i have my more speed shoes or i have my more plushy shoes um and i rotate them out based on easy runs, long runs, speed workouts, whatever like that, something that fits what I'm going to be doing. Um, but if I'm not running in the same shoe day to day, it gives that time, that shoe time to um, rest uh, for the materials to not be pushed on. And it actually makes them last a little bit longer. Not a lot, but enough that um, I, I end up getting more life out of the shoe than if I'm running in the same shoe every day, um, which is important for me as a marathon trainer. Um, I have... Right now, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five and a half shoes that I'm rotating through. Um, and that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot because um, it is. Well, but Just because you run yeah. a marathon and a pair of shoes doesn't 
entirely mean they're dead yet. So I'm guessing. No, and so there's a couple shoes that are there are a couple shoes that are older. Um, so I'm still putting a lot of miles in them, but there's some days where I just don't feel that shoe. And so I have a newer model of the same shoe that I'm using, um, just kind of to break, um, break out of that, that single shoe. Uh, cause mm-hmm. those, those, are, those end up being the shoes that I wear, um, uh, with such regularity that I just need to, um, just change it up just a little bit, um, mm-hmm. for my feet. I, I think uh, it's worth saying as well is like, oh, I mean, we're all runners, we know running shoes can be very expensive yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it can be an absolute money sink if you're not careful. And I know that a lot of people are trying to run on a budget. And so I think that having, if, if you can't rotate shoes and different types of shoes, um, at, at least taking the deep breath and finding the room in your budget to invest in one good pair of properly fitted gay analyzed shoes for yourself you will prevent you will prevent injury you will be able to run further and longer for more miles for more days and that i think is the number one investment just one good pair of shoes to get you from where you are to where you want to be is uh, it's just the thing that every runner needs to do yeah i agree with that yeah totally. i have the i have the very general um rule of thumb that if um, if the retail price of the shoe when it came out is under a hundred dollars then you don't want to get anywhere near that shoe and, and i say that knowing that there comes a cost benefit analysis and not everybody can afford that and, and that's understandable um but with the ability to you know get last year's shoe model or if you have run in a pair of shoes and you like it, um, but you're getting uh, out of it. If you go to Amazon, you can buy the same shoe uh, most of the time. Um, and typically it's going to fit the same, um, but it's going to be heavily discounted. And and going into your local running stores and getting your shoe tested out, if you ask them that you're trying to save a little bit, you know, and, and looking for last year's shoes models, um, for reference, this is the best time of the year to do that. A lot of companies are putting out their new models right now. Uh, so you can go back and their running stores will have um, a lot of stock that they're going to be trying to get rid of. So they'll be on discounts. So they'll be under, you know, they'll be closer yeah. to 100 or a little bit under. And so that they become more economical. Um, and if you go... Yeah, it, I've, shoe, I've, Sorry, go ahead, Al. If, like if you go for a shoe that's more pricey from the start the the general idea is that it's made of quality materials that are going to last longer so instead of getting like 150 or like 200 miles you're going to get 400 for an extra you know 30 percent of your price and and that i think is the real big the driving goal uh, if you can really push on that yeah i i've saved a ton of money doing exactly that uh right now for the last three years i've been running in brooks glycerin model shoes and the 18 is out this year. The 15s are still available brand new on Amazon at 50% of their MSRP. So a shoe that was $160 when it first was released, I can get for $80, $90 now. And it's the same shoe that I was running in three years ago anyway. And sure, it might mm-hmm. not have the same reflective or waterproof or whatever that the 18s have, but mm-hmm. the whole point of these models is the sole is the same. It's always like it's the same fit. 
Um, and so right. there's, there's ways of finding that. So, you know, if someone were to go to a, a fleet feet or a snail's pace or a roadrunner, have their gait analyzed and they, they figure out that, you know, that the, I don't know, the A6 2020s are, are good for them. Have a good look on Amazon before you buy this year's model. Go back a year, two years, three years and see what's available still as brand new old stock. Because mm-hmm. if the sole is right, the, the upper, the, the superstructure of the shoe is sort of, that's just the bells and whistles, the quality of life stuff at that point. I will put a, a small asterisk on this, that statement. Um, you're very correct. The shoe's going to be great. But as soon as you start going back two, three years, um, shoes that are sitting around uh, tend to break down a little bit, break down a little bit even as they sit. Yeah. Um, so you will get less longevity out of a shoe like that. But you're still going to have a quality shoe for a, a pretty solid, decent amount of time. So I, you know, that's a very solid process and I've seen people done it. I've done it. Um, and, and so it's just, but it's something to keep in mind that you won't necessarily get the full lasting out of a shoe like that. If you go, um, if you go a year model back, um, it, it's pretty much the same thing. You're mm-hmm. not going to lose too much. Man, I, I can't even remember which ones mines are right now. Um, but I live near some out the factory outlet shops where you can go in and get discounted stuff and everything. And and I got some a couple of years ago. I got some Nikes that were like I looked them up and they got really good reviews. Um, I didn't end up liking them for running shoes, but they uh, I got them for like thirty bucks. But they listed originally for like one twenty. You know, there's you, there's ways around the cost if you're willing to if if you don't care and you're willing to wear like the circus clown shoes you know stuff like that you know like i think there's there's ways to do it mm-hmm. yeah um let's see i think we're we're at a good point to kind of wrap it up a little bit what do you daryl what are you thinking are yeah we, uh, yeah i think so yeah we're probably good questions here all right my commitment to to this um to you guys to myself to to getting this uh show on the road and making making things better for me is is those three things that I had talked about earlier. Um, I am not going to sign up for a half yet, but I will definitely sign up for a 5K, and I definitely want that to be something that I can do that is that uh, that I can hit that first goal. I think the weight is going to just it's going to come with time as I as I continue to do like the uh, the heart rate training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think right now uh, the working on weight and the uh the five the five k time I think those are gonna be my my two starters Daryl what about you well I've got the half marathon booked in May already um I think I was two fourteen for that one last year and then I did another half in September and I was two twelve so I just want to uh mainly keep working on that time I'd love to break two hours like that would be that's huge that's twelve minutes knocked off that would be That'd be something else. I don't know if that's possible this year, but uh, definitely is trying to break that. And then I'm I'm considering, you know, more trail races. I've really enjoyed doing that. I have to think long and hard if I really want to sign up for a 50k. I'm considering it. I don't know if I will. I did a 21k trail race last year that kind of kind of whooped my ass, and I didn't do anything for like a month and a half after that. Like that was <laughs> that was when I took my big break. But it was. It was a big accomplishment. Like I felt great when it was done because it was like, wow, I did that. Um, so I'm considering doing the 50K this year, but we'll see. Uh, but I should, 
you know, in that same vein, I should maybe consider doing like 42K at a half marathon or a marathon first, but you know, instead of jumping into the 50, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Daryl just wants to, he's going to skip the whole full marathon. Yeah, I know. I'm just going right into, <laughs> to heck with 40. Let's go for 50. Ultra running. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. We'll hey, see. People do it. Yeah. We'll see how I can ramp up my times this year and uh, my, my endurance. We'll see how I'm feeling after the first half and then. Um, yeah, go from there. Like I've got lots of time to sign up for that. So we'll see if I can, if I can get the time in to train, then I will definitely consider it seriously. There was a, a documentary that my wife and I went, we were actually able to see it at the theater. It came out, uh, I want to say with like six months ago or so maybe, but it's called the Skid Row Marathon and it's, and it's a, a judge who works in the uh, LA area and he's taking these guys that have fallen into uh, guys and gals that have fallen into these really hard lifestyles and you know that are coming out of addiction and a lot of just this really difficult stuff and uh, and it's working with them on recovery and is and is doing marathon running and and a lot of a lot of stuff with them and if you guys are at all looking for a little bit of kick a little bit of extra inspiration i strongly recommend that film that was incredible it was really 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 powerful to, to watch people watch use, it. use running to kind of like to just to change their their heart and their life and to overcome a lot of issues that's kind of a tearjerker too it was really really neat to watch that so bring in the dishes yes bring them <laughs> <laughs> all right any closing words for us ali uh go out find your balance and just enjoy enjoy the life the way that you want it to be enjoyed really i don't know i like it <laughs> i don't know balance has been a theme right before yeah. like in the previous episodes it was like you know kind of like setting these goals and doing this if you want to set a goal and you want to really crush something and really push yourself to the limits do it um, but if that's not for you, then do be the best that you can be um, in the way that you are capable of doing it, because you'll find more joy and more love for whatever your fitness goals are in, in that avenue than you will just crushing out something. Mm -hmm. James, what about you, bud? I mean, just the same kind of thing, really, like finding balance, but even go one step further and be like, just find what feels good to you. Like we talk a lot about listening to your body when you're a runner and like backing off when it hurts or whatever. But mm -hmm. I think it's just as important to listen to your mind and listen to your heart and like, just, you know, find the thing that makes you feel good holistically. And if that's pursuing some crazy goal or something very difficult or something that you know is going to, you know, going to have moments of suck to it, then that's yeah. cool. But if it's also like I'm in that place right now where I'm just like, I'm just trying to be super intentional about what I commit to and I want it to feel good all around holistically. And I think that that, uh, like if I was to leave a word of wisdom, it, it's that. It's just like find the thing in your running that that feels good. And if running doesn't feel good at all, there are a thousand other ways that you can stay fit and keep fit and find fitness and lose weight and still accomplish and achieve incredible things. Yeah, totally. And I think I think I said this earlier though, but but like don't don't lie to yourself or don't cheat yourself or don't you know break a promise to yourself because I think those are some of the key things to staying on point and finding you know where where you can commit and where you can like find that consistency. 
That is it, man. All right, I let's. Uh, I, I opened one. You close. Uh, should we go with this then? It seems fate has brought us together. You have my gratitude. <laughs> we make a great team. Uh, I'm sure glad you're around. Well, if it ain't my favorite person. You have your uses, don't you? You have quite a talent there. Together, our victory is assured. Good enough. All right, Allie, do you have any shout-outs this evening? Ah, jeez. Uh, honestly, shout-out to you both. Um, <laughs> and that's going to seem really weird in a way. Um, but it, it's really cool to keep seeing you. Um, you both have that drive and goal. And, and you may both have, like, your, your setbacks, your stepbacks, or stuff like that. But it's really cool to see you. Uh, now what three years later or whatever from your original goal still having the desire and push to better yourselves and it's really cool to see oh thank you yeah thanks uh yeah, we caught the bug man yeah i know <laughs> james do you have any shout outs i mean i'm gonna shout out to the three of you of course like rob daryl you guys are an inspiration ali you're very much an inspiration and i consistently marvel at the times that I see posted on Strava or Runkeeper or whatever. Yeah. Um, and also shout out to uh, the the hiking crew that I'm starting to hike with. So Candice and Jen and Andrew and Zach and whoever else comes along. Um, I'm super enjoying it and I'm really looking forward to spending some days up in Yosemite later this year hiking some trails. Rob, what do you got for shout outs? I'm just going to echo these guys really. Um, the three of you have been on my radar for a long time um kevin we have a and ron man that dude's putting in work but like you know a lot of our friends um even though we are literally in the entire country away from each other um we can still keep up and inspire and and hold accountable and motivate and take inspiration from each other and it's because i have you guys in my life that that here i am chomping at the bit to to fix some fix some things and get back on again you know so just thank you so much to you guys and my wife she's not asleep hey hello thank you <laughs> she supported the heck out of me when uh when i was doing the half marathon training man i would be like i it's a long run day or it's a you know you're just training so much that she was like, okay, I'll see you. I'll handle the kids. I'll see you when you get back. And when you get back, you're not going to be in the mood to to do anything. You're just going to want to chill. So, But yeah, shout out to all the uh, supportive, significant others out there. Daryl, what about you, bud? Well, I got to say you three, of course. You guys all kind of railroaded me into that, eh? <laughs> but I would anyway. No, no, I just want to feel good about myself, man. <laughs> if I'd have gone first, I'd have done it anyway. Uh, yeah, big shout out to you guys. Um, you know, Allie and James, you two were part of the inspiration that uh, I think got me and Rob started on this whole journey. What was it two years ago? We started this uh, in like January, I think. It was just kind of we both kind of started at the same time, and before we knew it, we didn't we didn't tell each other we were starting it. It was kind of funny in that way. We didn't tell each other we were starting it. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I just finished my first week. I'm like, Oh my God, so did I. So we just kind of pushed each other after that. It worked great. Um, so yeah, big shout out to Rob for, for kind of helping me get going on all this. And then, um, I'm going to mention the Holy Trails crew. It's a, a local running group out here that, that does the trails all the time. Um, a big shout out to them because they've been, you know, when I go for group runs, it's, it's generally with them. I haven't in a while. They're still, they're still going every Saturday morning and Wednesday night, even when it's minus 30. Like it's 
ridiculous how how dedicated these guys are um but there's a a group of them there's um the the gentleman and his wife who run it are actually in new zealand for three months and a few other people from the group met them in new zealand last weekend and they ran a 50k ultra in new zealand last weekend so big shout out to those guys that's that's amazing that they do that this like they're my inspiration for the 50Ks, watching these guys do it like year round. So they're big shout out to them. They're they're the ones I'm aspiring to be in my trail running. And I'm definitely going to try to push myself to, to get there. We'll see if we do. Um, all right. Uh, James, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? You can find me on Twitter at English Guy and also on Instagram, also at English Guy. Ellie? Uh, for all my running affairs, uh, Instagram is going to be your best bet. Uh, it's at Aleva88. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up episode, what did we say it was? I should put the number at the bottom here. Uh, 247 of the Training Dummies. Uh, what else do we usually say here? You can find past episodes of the show on the website, trainingdummies.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Yeah, that's it. Um, so... How do we end this now? Something. Oh, yeah. And so until next time. Oh, what button is it? Is it oh, there it is. <laughs> it has. It has. So until next time. It's advice you can trust Woo-woo! from people you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs>